You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 1393. When you have a lot of experience, how do you keep the curiosity about this business? Uh, the amount of experience you have in real estate will never be what you can learn in real estate. Yeah. And so to me, the knowledge of the 1% is what I'm chasing. Yeah. And what I know now is base level. So the experience is as minute as it can get. Yeah. Because even if I become the best builder in Texas, if I move up to Arkansas, they have a different way of doing foundation. Sure. You sure. move over to somewhere where hurricanes blow, you need new windows, better shingles, oh, you got to yeah. position everything. So just the curiosity of construction itself and the knowledge of the 1% is what awesome. keeps me going. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Some of the best deals that we can put together are with vacant land. And Anthony, you have seven basic steps for evaluating vacant land, which I want you to break down because this is a mystery for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people understand houses, they understand multifamily, they understand that. But when it comes to land, they kind of just pass it by. You know, they're like, ah, I'm not really sure what to do with that. So, what are the seven basic steps? So, when you look at it in seven steps, which is for evaluating land, you have flood zone, which is first, because in places such as like Dallas, the flood zone, you're not necessarily a it's not something you should build in because of the amount of time it's going to take to close it. And then the insurance you're going to have to get to back it up from FEMA. But in Houston, somewhere where hurricanes are prevalent, doesn't necessarily matter. But being aware of your flood zone is key. Okay. And then the next I would say is the survey. The survey is very important because it tells you what you can, but where you can build and if you can build on the land itself. What is a survey? So a survey basically is a piece of paper that you get from a surveyor that tells where the layout of your land is and where the government sees your land. So if you got a 50-foot frontage, a survey will tell you in what geographical locations those points of your land are. Yeah. And then they also map out the easements. So, But aren't, aren't surveys expensive? I wouldn't say they're expensive, but it's definitely necessary. Well, what does it cost? So for a plot of land that's about 5,000, 6,000 square foot, you're looking at about $600. And so you do this on every deal? I would do it on every deal. There's buyers that'll close it without it, but right. if there's no reason to buy a piece of land if you don't know what's underneath it. You don't want to buy something you can't build on. So, so this is really great because mm-hmm. nobody does that. Nobody. Everybody just locks up land and then they just put it out there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of questions. Yes. That's why, it's, that, that's why sometimes it's so. tough to sell the land. Now, what if it's like in a subdivision? So it, do you still do a survey? I would do a survey no matter what, because it could be in a subdivision, but mm-hmm. it might not be platted. Platted is basically when the government sees the piece of land as a parcel. So someone could have had a 15,000 mm-hmm. square foot lot. They went and broke it up in between three, but they never recorded it with the city. So yeah. you're getting a 5,000 square foot lot of the three that the government doesn't see as boundary line. Awesome. And so right. you have to go make sure it's platted, which would hold back time, cost more money, yeah. which ends up breaking into the profits of the builder. They won't like it. Okay. Number three. So number three in this situation is utilities. The type of utilities and how to figure out where the utilities are yeah, sure. is something that is very important. So the utilities in this aspect, you could have golden and silver utilities and what we like to classify by metals. But the golden to us is city utilities, city water, city sewer. Mm-hmm. We got electricity to the lot. Some people want gas because it saves the people who they build for a little bit of money when it comes down to the electricity. And then the other ones would be something as a septic. 
septic and the rising cost of septic mm-hmm. is if there's rocks inside the dirt, when you take that dirt and you put it in a truck and you go load it away, that costs. Sure. So knowing the soil you have when it comes down to a septic or not. Yeah. And then there's drilling wells, which everyone knows drilling anything costs money. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Got it. Okay. I like that. The gold and the silver. Mm-hmm. That's that's really smart to classify those. How do you find out the utilities? So the utilities, there's multiple different ways. It really just depends if you're inner city or rural. Yep. If you're in a city, a lot of times, like in Dallas, good luck getting a hold of the city. Right. So you actually have to go down to the water department, the utility department. So just public works or the utility department. If you're in a good location. You have to physically go down. In Dallas, you do. But yeah. in Fort Worth, which call. is... Yeah. Yeah. Calling is something that you could do, or if you have a hookup, get their email, email them out, ask them a couple of questions, and they should be able to tell you if there's a tap there, which mm-hmm. is important because that's another cost. What tap allows you to run it back to your house if you're going to build one. Yeah. So calling the public works and the utility department is where I would start. If you can't get there in a major city rural, call mm-hmm. the county. The county will know. Right. Got it. Okay. You, you can also four. you can oh. also use survey. The survey will show yeah. you where the utilities are, and then you can also look at comps in the area, and that can give you a pretty good ballpark. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're paying five, six hundred bucks for a survey, they should tell you yeah, what's going on. It's right. The buyer's yeah. cost too is not something right. you normally take care of. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So closing so, space. So the buyers are doing it? Yeah. Or you guys present this as a package to your buyers? Buyer, Buyer pays all closing costs plus survey. Right. <laughs> okay. Got it. So you guys aren't like locking it up, doing all of this work, putting it in front of your cash buyers, and they go, Oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Yes, I'll buy it. You're just saying, Hey, do you want this land? And they go, Yeah, we'll do all the due diligence. Yeah, so the relationship we have with the title company, a lot of times the title will eat it, but only if you've made the money. Yeah, sure. So in this situation, there are, because we are 100% JV model, there are suppliers, which we call someone with a contract, yeah. who would like to go ahead and get the survey just because, again, it makes it more saleable. It just allows us to know yeah. that the profit on it's a little bit shorter and they're trying to sell it. Yep. But nine times out of 10, you're going to make the buyer pay for the survey. And in Dallas, in Texas, they know that that's... That's what they want to do. Got it. Okay. Number four. So number four is zoning. What can you build on it? Yep. So when it comes down to the zoning, I mean, zoning sales right now, the the bread and butter in Texas is uh, industrial zone land that allows truck parking, RV, or storage units. Really? Yes, absolutely. Because that's a, all you got to do is put gravel down, put a fence around it, security guard at the gate, and you can charge just like you can any RV park when it comes down to 18-wheeler parking. And we have so many highways in the Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas that- I mean, we could hit Highway 10, Highway 20, and then anything up 35 runs all the way north. 30 goes all the way through Arkansas and all mm-hmm. the way up. So truck parking There's probably is, a lot of states. I mean, probably every state yeah. has that opportunity. Industrial really? truck parking is gold. Industrial truck parking. How would you pull a list for that? How would you find that? I, I know that you guys are a JV model, right? Yeah. So so just to clarify, uh, Devin and Anthony and Malik are set. You guys are a dispo company, yes, right? Exactly. You guys are selling. You guys have incredible cash buyer database. Yes, sir. And we'll, di- we'll dive into all that. But I wanted to get into this land thing first. Mm-hmm. So do you know how people are finding these these industrial, what what do you call it? Industrial? Industrial land. Parking? Yeah. So truck parking basically yeah. is what they like. But it's for the RV and then the boat storage as well. But industrial Truck parking specifically, pulling that would be, have most likely be manual if you yep. didn't have a data person who knew sure. how to look for something of the sort. Yep. But I mean, you can pull based off of zoning because yeah. you can use uh-huh. a zoning map, use a zoning map and then parcel it out. And then you can look in those specific areas that have large pieces of acreage that have that zoning that works for that type of operation. Where, where do you find a, uh, a zoning map? So you'd go to the county appraisal district of that okay. specific city or state, and then you would just type that in. And most of them generally have GIS maps, which is your You're saying map. I literally go to Google, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I type in county 
appraisal, appraisal district for your city for your and area. State. Yeah. And then it should pull up a map of what so everything's Dallas zoned. specifically, yes. we do Generally. Dallas zoning GIS sure. map. Yeah. And it should be the first. We have it here too. in Arizona too. Yeah. So I assume it's, it's probably everywhere. Yeah. They're pretty Major standard. Cities adapted. Yeah. Yeah, if you go rural, it's going to be a PDF, but then you just cross reference. Awesome. And right. Do what you need number five. So number five, six, and seven kind of go hand in hand. And these are based on where you need to sit when it comes down to you placing your asking. So these are what allow you to navigate the ratio, which are the street. Mm-hmm. What is it paved? Is it gravel? Is it dirt? Because then when it comes down to the comps, they have to be like, if you're going to charge the amount and then trees, how heavily treated is it? Mature yeah. trees, small trees, all that has a different cost when it comes down to removal. And sometimes like in Dallas, you have to get a permit to remove a certain age tree. And then the next is the slope. Do I have to remove dirt mm-hmm. or bring in dirt? Mm-hmm. With these seven steps, the first four basically tell you if it's buildable, who you can sell it to off of the zoning, and then basically what you could get the asking price ratios at. And then the last three tell you where you need to be. Because if I have a lot that I'm comping mm-hmm. and my lot is heavy treed with a slope and has a gravel road, but the lot I'm comping to is flat, clear, with a paved road and curbs and all utilities. A lot of people like to go to Dallas, which not everything has utilities in Dallas, and charge the same amount of money for something that's our golden when it literally needs everything. Like it, it, right. it needs it needs a paved road. It needs clear trees cleared. It needs dirt brought in. And they're still trying to sell it at the same amount as a regular lot. Yeah, but the buyers are doing the due diligence, right? I we, mean, are you guys doing any of this heavy work before they... I mean, you guys are evaluating what deals to send to your cash buyers, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. Yes. Now you can look at this thing and mm-hmm. say, okay, it's got a paved road. It's yeah. got utilities. It's mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, they're golden. Yes. It's zoned for multifamily, single family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because you have to know how to sell these things. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Talking to a developer is way different than talking to a fix and flipper. They right. know their stuff. Yeah. They know right. Their stuff. So yeah. they, they want to know this, the, the specifics. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. So due diligence wise, we do cover quite a bit of that list. Um, some of the things you can't guarantee uh, survey generally will guarantee a bulk of those, but we can only guarantee as much as we can see physically um, and as much as we can call and ask for. So yeah. um, some of the things you might not be able to see is underground easements. There could be a major easement that's underneath the ground that didn't leave. A What's scar. an easement for everybody that's listening to this yeah. and they're, they have no idea what you're saying. So an easement is either going to be a gas or a water line or a sewage line. Right. And that's going to go through your property. Generally, they have it on the road. So There's some access easements right. too. There's access yeah. easements yeah. as well, road easements. But generally, those are just going to be right off the main road so that you can provide utilities to your property. But some of the times when cities are building out major subdivisions, they kind of just go through a specific lot to provide access of utilities to the rest of the properties. Yep. So when they do that, they basically trash that lot. That lot's now done. It's a backyard now. But no one may know that. So when you're looking at different land deals and you're getting leads, like there's a seller saying, hey, I have this lot. This is all I want for it. And you're like, man, this is a home run. And you find out that there's a major easement scar right underneath that property. Mm -hmm. That now went from a home run to nothing. Right. And it can happen quick. You can't... build over e- easements right, there's, exactly. there's restrictions on the easements i always i always think about this because when i was young i was like man owning real estate is amazing you own it yeah. from like yeah. the the lot all the way down to the core of the earth up into the sky all of these things is amazing we don't own anything let's let's get this straight the states own True. everything yeah. Yeah. yeah the individual states own everything if you don't pay your property taxes guess what oh, you gone. don't have a property <laughs> sure, yeah. so the government can 
put easements on utilities. I mean, obviously they have to do what's best for all of the community. Right. And so you have to be real careful if something hasn't been built on a lot forever in established area, probably because the government is using that that Mm. lot for something, even though it's privately owned, it could have some easements. So great, great advice there. And I know that we're kind of talking top level. Mm -hmm. So let me bring this down just a little bit because Malik, we've, we've known each other a long time. Yeah. Okay. Now I, I have taught you how to go direct to seller, and you have sorry. broken my heart. I'm sorry, you have broken my heart. I didn't mean, and decided to just but go what? dispo. You and taught JV me everything. to talk to people, right? That's it. I'm still talking to people. Yeah, but we're just not doing it um, in the conventional way. Right. Instead of talking to sellers, yes. being direct to seller, we're talking to wholesalers. Right. And they're coming to us because we have a service that we can provide for them. Right. So we're literally we have this hub we call RH Deal Collection. Mm-hmm. So they send us um, their deals every day, and we go in there. They comp it. Who, who's they? Uh, they is suppliers. suppliers. We call them yeah, suppliers. suppliers. Okay. Other wholesalers that have deals that they cannot move on their own. Got it. And they leverage our uh, buyer's database. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so how long did it take you to build up your buyer database? So our last podcast that I was on, we already had a pretty good buyer's database. Mm-hmm. And people just kept that that podcast kind of put put my name out there a little bit. So people were sending us deals and I was tr- starting to see that we were moving other more other people's deals than our own. Yeah. So I was like, okay, why don't we just scale this? Why mm-hmm. don't we just build this? Because now we're keeping our what's it, startup costs low. Overhead low. Absolutely. It's a fantastic because the there's not a lot of marketing costs. It's all right. you're getting you're getting these deals based on your relationships. Exactly. Sure. So right. it's a referral-based business, exactly. which is phenomenal. And I suggest everybody do this. Yeah. You know, I like going direct to the property owner because mm-hmm. they're typically bigger deals. Yes. Um, but there is overhead. I mean, there is marketing costs. There's yes, a cost for the the phone prospectors, our texters, the, our pay-per-click uh, that we spend yeah. and th- that we do really well with. Yeah. But it yeah. does it does come with the cost for, for sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, do you, is this the model? You're this is the model. Go and, and so the cool thing is, um, we were allotted the opportunity. He's really close with Jamil. Yeah, and he allowed us to walk his Kegley office headquarters sure. yesterday. So they do yeah. what we want to do on a macro level. So we're like a kind. Of, we only stick to our markets, but they're doing this in a bunch of markets. So it's definitely sustainable. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it, it's it's a fantastic business model for sure. sure. Yeah. Right. You just have to constantly be building up your cash buyer database, building those relationships exactly. and suppliers yes. and suppliers. Yeah. Right. right? And, and that's kind of, we call it outreach. Yeah. I'm on. So they, they will even tell you like, okay, you're the face of the company. You need to go out here and create mm-hmm. relationships. We have a um, strategic partnership. So they allow me to do what I like to do, build mm-hmm. relationships, talk to people, talk to other wholesalers and go out there and ask for deals. So what does that mean? Talk about, walk me through like a day in the life. Of Malik. Of Malik. Of Malik. I'm on, man. Malik Vaughn. <laughs> One hour shower. <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> no, so I get up, man, and I'm literally on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm being loud on Instagram, like you like you told me. What does that um, mean for everybody that doesn't know? We're showing, basically, we, we show our deals. We show what we do. We're showing deals that we've closed for so other wholesalers. So you're documenting? Documenting everything. Testimonials. Other wholesalers texting me like, Malik, I can't believe you saw this. I couldn't sell this. So these are stories? Stories, yes, yeah. Sir. Testimonials. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So we have the proof in the pudding that we can actually do what we say we can do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's critical. It's critical, right. for sure. You got to get loud. Credibility. Credibility. That, that side of the business, you have to get loud. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be so if you're going to be joint venturing and selling people's deals, you have to be the loudest for sure. in, in the industry. For sure. Because mm-hmm. they can sell it on their own if they wanted to, or at least attempt to. Sure. But if you, if there, there's literally people that tell me, I don't want to be on this side of the equation. I don't want right. to be this, I only want to do act and I do it really good. So yeah, you guys right. take it from here. Well, it's interesting. So 
and I've talked about it on the podcast, Batch leads. They spent a ton to find out how big is the wholesaling market, how many wholesalers are there in the country. Mm-hmm. Really? And and they came around, it's like fifty to 70,000, wow, right? which is it's very lot, small. A lot less yeah. than I thought yeah. it was. I mean, Compared to the there's population of the world. People, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. There's 143 million properties. So mm-hmm. listen, yeah. for anybody out there that thinks that there's too many wholesalers, it's not even close. There's way more. Listen, there's like 6 to 10% statistically speaking, U.S. Census shows that 6 to 10% of the real estate market is in distress at all times. Oh, yeah. That's anywhere from 10 to 14 million properties. We're talking 50 to 70,000 people going after. But when I want to, the reason I bring that up is most of those people are, are just independent operators. Most yes. of those people are self-employed. For sure. They haven't built a, a business themselves. Yeah. They love the hunt. Yeah. They yeah. love to find the deal. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sell the deal. That's where they turn it over to you. Yeah, exactly. And they say, you know what? I'll give up a portion of the profit if I don't have to build out that side. Exactly. You guys just take yeah. care of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and so it's an incredibly valuable service for it's sure. Collaboration over competition. For sure. Yeah. Now, if people want to build a full business in this, they're going to have to they build have to do a ca- this cash oh, yeah. buyers at some for point. Sure. But as people are starting out and they're independent, you know, independent operators, they need help selling these deals. Sure. Right. And you guys have the expertise and mm-hmm. the and, and know what buyers to take it to. Exactly. Really. We also so, coach a little bit too. Uh, we if people ask us questions when it comes down to our dispositions, we're not out here holding secrets. We'll help teach you and show you the game of what we do as well. Yeah. And we're also um, provide those that value wholesalers. Uh, better wholesalers. Yeah. Like literally when it gets to the comp process, we're literally telling them why or why not this is a deal and why we right. can't push it. We're not going to just push right. or blast anything to our buyers and make us lose our credibility. Right. Right. Yeah. Can I uh, issue a challenge to you guys? Please. Challenge. Sure. I think that you guys would absolutely dominate 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 if you did a local real estate investing podcast oh yeah you interviewed incredible people that you sell their deals Mm -hmm. right they bring them to you Mm -hmm. you host it you bring on all the best title companies all the best hard money lenders all that and this this isn't just for these guys guys in any market i highly suggest you do a highly localized uh podcast and pour into the community as much as possible Mm -hmm. And then one, you establish yourself as the the authority, but yes, two, sir. you get to interview people that are doing unique, amazing things. They do deals. Right. Yeah. So I would I would go back home, because you guys are Phoenix, I would go back yeah. home and well, I would was- start a podcast. Cool. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It's pretty easy to do. Okay. Start a local podcast and just talk about all the interesting deals that you guys are doing and all the interesting things going on in your local market. What's getting developed? What's going on with land? What's going on with interest rates? What's going on with realtors? What's going on with wholesaling and fix and flip and all these things, right? Building portfolios, right. all of these things that are exciting, but really local in your area. And everybody will bring you deals. Oh, no, yeah. So you're just giving us confirmation because we literally have started to reach out to different title companies and ask them, hey, can we use your title company as a hub to host these events? Perfect. So you're literally... Uh, yeah, but think about this. Podcast you can, is yeah, podcast. Listen, yeah. it's great hosting events, being live, but yeah. you can do that once a month, yes, right? Yeah. And have people out. You could do a podcast one day, three podcasts okay. a week, and then... Boom, boom, boom. You have 12 essential meetups that are going to go out to right. way more people. Challenge accepted. Than, than, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, challenge yeah, accepted. Yeah, way sure. more yeah. people oh, than yeah. just doing one meetup. And then you could still do a meetup on top of this that. This is just validation. And honestly, that was in our mind. Yeah, yeah. honestly, too, we would love for the ability to bring on the actual buyers and builders we work with, exactly. too, to have exactly. them explain the stories. Because we have we have 100%. so many testimonies where people have bought in one of our deals and then send us pictures of the house they actually built. Yeah. It's a great it's a great story. It's a great oh, success yeah. story. Yeah. Like, so, awesome. 
we definitely have something. Yeah. So if we if we teach people how to evaluate the land and then bring on the individuals that are actually going to buy the land from you, right? That same seems full circle to me. Right. Listen, it's all about your ability to provide value, mm-hmm. give avenues for people to have a platform, yeah. and be really, really loud and have conviction of about your business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a perfect yeah. recipe. Be proud. Sure. And I'm I'm just Ooh. telling you, we're, we we are not. First, there was the industrial age. Mm-hmm. Then there was the information age. Now we're in the social age. Yeah. yeah. So how do you build a community? You be social. You got to be loud. You got to talk to people. For sure. It's bananas. So, here. Devin, what is your, what is your, it is bananas. It's bananas. <laughs> he said I was going to say that before. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the end goal in this? You know what I mean? When we look at this, everybody has different strategies for how they're going to get that passive cash flow, how they're going to yeah. retire, how they're, what is your big goal at the end of this? So I would say for my big goal, and I think is uh, my partners here as well, we're all wanting to slowly step away from the wholesale business and what we do. We're a very owner operated yeah. organization sure. right now. So yeah, you're in hustle season. Right. Sure. We're, we're sure. hustling. We've been hustling for a few years Probably now. Delicate. So now we're looking to start implementing. We have our business mapped out perfectly. We know what we need to do. We awesome. know what, people we need to put where and how to make that operate successfully. So that is our mission right now is to get that to where we can place the right people in the positions we need them for our business to thrive. Awesome. Once we get that, um, I'm already doing it. I actually have a new build project that I'm working on right now. That's the goal of mine is to get into actually doing the builds, actually meeting with the people that are out there in the trenches, work with them, figure out the processes and Go to the city to actually do the work. Development. Um, do yeah. the development. Yeah. That's are you going to buy? Are you, are you going to build to rent? Or are you going to build to sell? Um, yeah, both. To start, both. probably to start, build to sell. But then we would like to be able to start capturing some five to 10 acre properties that have the ability to build, you know, small subdivisions or apartment type situations, townhouses, and then use those as uh, overall collateral to build on what we're already doing right now. So. Awesome. Raise got, money, yeah. I got something Anthony. for the people if y'all want to bring it to us. <laughs> right. Uh, basically, we want five to ten acres, uh, thirty thousand an acre, and the house is selling for two seventy five to two eighty, and it has utilities at least to the street as rectangular as it can get. But right. if you have mm-hmm. that, bring it to us. We're going to use someone else's money to build that development. Those are the numbers. And right using there. other people's money is a key to this game. Find a hard money lender that'll lend it to you. Find you a private money lender that'll go in with you, and then a building partner that'll take equity. You don't have to use any of your own money. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I agree. Yeah, we're trying to do development. We're trying to do development. development. Yeah, we, yeah, we're already in the land space, so why not? So, are you guys just thinking single family? I mean, are you thinking you're going to build a portfolio at some point? I mean, I know that you're looking the next five. I'm talking yeah, the yeah. next thirty years. Thirty oh. in the next thirty years, uh, portfolio for sure. Yeah, obviously that would right. just make the most sense. When it one comes big to, building, several big buildings. So my goal is a skyscraper. So I want to build it. a skyscraper, and I feel like I'm complete. That's so the move. when it comes to right. portfolio, I'll have single families. I'll get them up to 10. I'll sell them and I'll invest in a multifamily. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I want to do the same thing. I also want to keep my wholesaling business too. Like you said, if you can source mm-hmm. the deal, you, you can control everything. It's a cash machine. It's exactly. a cash machine. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to keep building what we already have built as well. All right, Malik, on the days that are really tough. Okay. How do you stay confident? Man, I have my brothers here. These are not, these are more than my, my um, business partners. These are my brothers. They hold me accountable. Yep. We start the morning in prayer every day, lean on them when I need advice. So that's what it is. God has given us the discernment to take this this business to where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. I know I have, I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. I have my, my brothers here. Yeah. And so it's cool to say I've I made, I know we've probably made a million dollars together yeah. as a company. Yeah. 
but it's my best friends. So amazing, great, you know? Anthony. When you have a lot of experience, how do you keep the curiosity about this business? Uh, the amount of experience you have in real estate will never be what you can learn in real estate. Yeah. And so to me, the knowledge of the 1% is what I'm chasing. Yeah. And what I know now is base level. So the experience is as minute as it can get. Yeah. Because even if I become the best builder in Texas, if I move up to Arkansas, they have a different way of doing foundation. Sure. You move over to somewhere where hurricanes blow, you need new windows, better shingles, you got to position everything. So just the curiosity of construction itself and the knowledge of the 1% is what keeps me going. After wild success, how do you yeah. stay kind? Uh, honestly, that's a core value of mine. I'm a, I'm a Christian. You know, I always keep my roots solid. You know, that's kind of what I, what I pride myself with these two here is I've kept a daily Bible verse. So we just, we just keep our heads right. We keep our minds centered and we yeah. try not to let our egos get too, too mm. big, too big for ourselves. There's, there's no ego yeah. in this company. We right. literally want to help people. Yeah. I, I feel like. You can make a whole podcast on the integrity and the morality of the wholesale business. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of right. crazy stuff on Facebook, on people calling each other out, just a lot of animosity. Yeah. Right. So like we try to stay away from all that. Big people. Not Big just people. little people Big who people. don't have a name. People who have a name. It's just like, just it's like why are you acting yeah. like that? So, yeah. yeah. Use your PR. Use your rep. Don't <laughs> yeah. talk to Use somebody. your platform for good. We find no value when bringing other people down. We just, we've, we've honestly helped so many different wholesalers bring them up and it doesn't even come back. You don't have to provide that fruit back over and over and over again, but we're always there to provide that helping hand if you need it. Well, that's it. You could probably break it down scientifically, but it's a cycle. The more you give, the more you receive. If you give, right. somebody's receiving. Oh yeah. So if somebody's receiving, then somebody's giving, and it's it, it's a it's the a law circle, of reciprocity. Circle, circle, circle. Yeah. Right. It's the go giver. It's that book right there. Right I mean, there. it's Ooh. literally that. You know. Your ability to receive and meet all the goals that you have is is the exact amount of how much you can give. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Got to give. That's why I was That's put it. on this earth. Awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about a unique deal that we yeah. were talking about before the podcast started where it started off mm-hmm. as a scam. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it turned into a, a massive deal. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I love talking about massive deals. Oh, yeah. So who wants to break the stuff? <laughs> Devin, I think you were the one who was actually leading it. Now, when it comes down to the sizes, it was a while ago, so excuse us. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, year, go right. ahead and just, if Dickinson was like 1.5, two parcels, yeah. one was 1.5. Dickinson 1. was a 1.5 acre lot. There was one right next to it. I think it was another uh, one acre lot. But basically... Someone brought us the deal. They said, hey, can you run comps for this for us? Uh, we didn't actually have the access to be able to run accurate comps, but we had a general knowledge of how to how to find some comps for it. We started at by, out by going right to the GIS map, running to see what type of zoning it was for. And right when we found out the zoning, we're like, all right, so this thing has potential to be right next to another multifamily property. So we're like, that makes sense. So then we reached out to the city to make sure they had utilities. We assume they did because it was right off of the main road. Yeah. Um, once we found out that they had utilities and it had the zoning for multifamily, we were able to look up just some general property consensus to see what properties were selling for out there. Sure. Figured out the numbers from that background, figured out what it would kind of cost, what it would t- sort of take, and then realized this deal was really a home run deal because the amount that they were getting it for was less than- it was yeah. 115 under the assessed of both values? Right. It was under the assessed mm-hmm. of the valued property. And then not only that, but the the property 
So basically, in yeah. this situation now, it comes down to the actual money. So it was locked up for 115 in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had someone bring it to us. We're JV. Uh, supplier basically had nothing to do with it. Like, he didn't know what he had. He just know I have it under 80K under the assessed. And so when we took a little bit deep dive, we obviously, like you said, we knew what it was worth. And then right. we we email market. So we marketed it out in less than five minutes. Yeah, five We had somebody minutes. give us asking at 275. Mm-hmm. And then that person was a realtor who made 10. We ended up making 75. And then the supplier made 75 as well. Right. Yeah. But how did it start off as a scam? So it started off as a scam as the individual who locked it up, locked yep. it up under a deceased person's name. Got right. it. Okay. Yeah. So when it started as a deceased person's name. So who was who signed it? As the deceased person. Exactly. That's that's where all the confusion came, right? So the person who the signed sister. it, it was supposedly the sister, right. but it was a person who was never spoke to on the phone, who was in an emergency in California and couldn't get on the phone because they were in the hospital with that said sister who signed. Okay. And so it went to title. Title... Uh, somehow gave title clearance on the the deceased individual and me and Devin actually just by doing some research found her obituary. Yeah. And right. so we called title, let them know like, hey, this is a situation. Miss Miss Olga last mm-hmm. name is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we we should have title clearance on this one. Right. So they right. went, did a little bit more dive. They said they couldn't find the paperwork. We actually went on the tax assessor and the CAD and found the deed to the property mm-hmm. and then seeing that it was actually deeded off in probate to her five children. Right. All five of those children just so happened to be in the same place when we contacted them. Awesome. Yeah. And then within a day, they had their socials and their IDs into the title. And it all passed and went through and everything was happy at the end. And you made right. how much? Uh, 75. Who so wants to ring the bell? Oh, give it to Dev. Come on. <laughs> 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 Hello, camera, man. Hopefully, hopefully. Every time, man. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Oh, we're keeping that in. <laughs> no, so yeah, it was a... Big deals require a broken I'll get bell. you a <laughs> yeah, There was definitely more deals, bigger deals, but we That's love we love acres, like 100 acres, yeah. 50 acres, 60 acres. Yeah. We've had deals bring us way more than that just off of... I mean, just it being bigger, the only difference is the amount of due diligence that goes into it. Yep. Right. And so those seven will help you not only with the lots, but preferably the bigger acres. The bigger acres, knowing the size of the utility lines, these developers, the reason why to have these seven... A lot of them like to take nine to eight months in order to do due diligence on major land. Yes. What this does is it drastically reduces if they could just confirm the information you gave them six months. So now a land that 105 acres that the seller wants to close in 30 days, which there's no way to do. Right. Uh, just from due diligence, unless it's a home run. Yep. You now shorten it and let them know, give them something 60 days. And then you take that actual developer all the way down from nine months and make everyone happy become a millionaire. Awesome. Right. So basically any wholesaler that's looking to get major acreage or even get into that sort of game frame, um, just make sure that you set the expectation properly to the seller. Um, Don't promise them 30 days. Don't promise them 60 days. Right. Tell them we will give you a time frame based on what the developers say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Set the precedent. Awesome. How can people uh, get a hold of you guys? How can people connect? Phone number, email, what do you want? Phone number, Whatever you want. Give everything. it to them. So my uh-huh. Anthony Cedino, uh, 682-552-4598. We all work off the same email, which is rhdealcollection at Gmail. And then Houdino, H-O-U underscore D-E-N-O on Instagram. Awesome. Instagram, Malik, M-A-L-I-K underscore Terrell. T-E-R-R-E-L-L. My email is malik.renovate at gmail.com. You can send me any deals there. I'll send it to them. They'll copy it and hopefully we can push it out for you. Uh, Facebook Malik Vaughn. Oh, number 214-482-0444.
Yes, sir. My number is 814-271-1554. My name is Devin and Instagram is D-E-V underscore G-3-I-B. Awesome. Complicated. And so like give everybody coming up, everybody that's starting out in this business, everybody that's got that fire in their belly, the star in their eyes, the electricity coming out of their fingertips. What advice would you give them to get started? Literally what's on your shirt, man. I don't think you understand how what's on your shirt helps with anxiety. Sure. It helps with mindset. Mm -hmm. People are just scared to talk to people, whether it's wholesalers, whether it's realtors or investors. I remember when I first started, I'm an introvert naturally, and I don't like talking to a lot of people. So literally, I've grown from that last podcast Mm -hmm. that we were on because I had to talk to people. You build that confidence in yourself. Yeah. You you feel like, okay, I belong here. So just talk to people. Awesome. Build relationships. Don't do anyone dirty. Mm-hmm. And then basically just make sure you have all your ducks in a row. What I did was I tried to give away 100% of my first assignment just to learn everything. I wouldn't recommend it, but giving. Giving is the best way to get in anything. Yeah. And you're paying for knowledge that, I mean, you're going to learn how to actually cook the fish, not just catch it. So give awesome. it away. Love it. Right. I would say keep your morals and your values grounded mm-hmm. as you grow because you will find success. It will come. So when it does, just be humble through it. Awesome. Thank you guys. No, Thanks thank for you, coming man. in town. Sure. That was thank absolutely you. incredible. Yeah, I appreciate really, it. Really, really. You're great. more handsome in person. You're more handsome in person. I've seen Since we have the uh, podcast challenger, you're going to come on our podcast. 100%. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 100. All right. You guys get to go, and I am on there. It's going to okay. be an we'll it's going to be an Amazon shack and garage. So hopefully you're done. We're going to start somewhere. I love it. We really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for coming in, and that's it, guys. That is our show. If you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing. It is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. Check out what it's all about if it feels good in your gut and you're ready to join the best of the best. Click the apply now button and we will give you a call. And that is it. I close this podcast as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. Bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.